everybody, and welcome back to your favorite swim bait podcast, Scales and Tails, episode sixty-four. And we're we're getting into we're getting into my wheelhouse a little bit now, necessarily talking about for the last year, but we're talking about we're talking to two guys who are, who are pretty big in the river smallmouth uh, fishing niche group. We'll say and have picked up swim baits and have uh, gotten gotten good and effective with the swim baits. And a lot of you guys have asked me like. Oh, how do I how do I river fish for for smallmouth or just fish in general? And it's not really a strong topic of mine. Like I've done it for a little bit now and kind of learned a little bit. But these are two guys that I saw their profiles and I'm like, I want to get them on because they know they know light years more than I do. And I feel like it'll be doing you guys justice for the guys who want to go target like your local local rivers and uh, creeks and stuff and figure out how to catch these smallmouth. So tonight we're joined by Mr. Dylan Rupp and Ryan Dole. They're, these two guys are based out of uh, Ohio. So kind of midwest for everybody like i'm sure everybody can take what they're saying and uh go go replicate with what they're doing they're not like out on the east coast or west coast or something they're kind of right in the middle so a lot of the guys in the midwest can probably take some good information out of this so i will let ryan or dylan introduce himself and then i'll let ryan introduce himself and then we'll get right into the questions tonight all right yeah thanks for having me man uh yeah i'm dylan rupp i'm from ohio southwest ohio uh Born and raised here, still live in my hometown. Uh, uh, Thirty-one years, thirty years old. Uh, yeah. And I'm Ryan Dole. I appreciate you having me on. Same thing, man. I live in Southwest Ohio. I'm forty. Grew up here, and I still live here. Heck yeah, guys. So the big question, just to get it out of the way, because everybody's got to answer it. How did you guys get into fishing um, where you guys are at? Like how, what, what's the story about all that? Uh, for me, man, it was, uh, I always, my dad really didn't take me ass fishing. We'd go to Pay Lakes all the time, but I always seen photos of my grandfather had a bass boat and fished, but I never did that. My dad wasn't a big bass fisherman. So, but I was fortunate enough to where I live, um, to live next to a creek, which is a tributary of our river. And um, man, just going down there, it got me hooked. I mean, it all it took was a six-inch smallmouth on a tube, and yeah, that's it. Damn, dude, that sounds like a lot of fun. Ryan, how about yourself? How'd you get into it? Well, for me, I'm I'm kind of like Dylan. Uh, basically, my dad used to take me fishing when I was little, but he was the type of dad that wanted to catch crappie and bluegill and stuff like that. And he wasn't a big bass guy either. So, you know, that was at a young age, at like six, seven, eight years old. And then from there, my dad kind of got disabled and couldn't really go out fishing with us kids much anymore. So I had a little creek in the neighborhood and. Dude, I'd just go down there and catch little creek chubs and, you know, the normal stuff that little kids do running up and down the creek. Ended up getting grounded all the time, and I remember my parents would ground me, and I would sneak out just to go run down to the creek and catch some fish. <laughs> That's so awesome. I was a little hellraiser at a young age going fishing. That is so sick. So when did you guys kind of – uh kind of get into bass fishing and has it always been um like a river river style of fishing for you guys uh so i mean from like i said being super young i can't remember how old i was i mean 
12, 13, going down to the creek. The funny thing is, is I always just missed with the creeks. So I, w I could catch smallmouth in there. Um, okay, smallmouth, but I never missed with the river till I was about, no joke, I think it was 2017. And I got a, I remember I got a feel-free kayak. And um, that's when that happened right there. And it just took off from there. Damn, dude, that's so sick. So you got this kayak and you just you just started fishing all the time as much as you could. Yeah, yeah. And it was I mean, I was doing for for a little bit there. I was I took that kayak, I go fish some farm ponds and then I I would get in the river. I was a little scared still. I was just so new to it. Didn't know what was, you know, going on in the river, didn't understand it. And um uh, so I kind of was uh, a largemouth guy, I'd go out to, we got a lake that's, it's awful for, I mean, you don't catch nothing out there. Well, bass wise, <laughs> Caesars Creek. And, um, it's, yeah. So I just go out there and, uh, yeah, that's basically it. So Ryan, when, when you weren't being grounded, uh, when did you end up getting into the bass fishing side? Of <laughs> well, man, like, I don't really think I started targeting bass till I got a little older, maybe like 15, 16. And it was the largemouth and, you know, going to the ponds and sneaking into the, the ponds that you're not supposed to be into and stuff like that. <laughs> I think, so I would see people catch smallmouth. And, and, you know, when you're watching fishing shows and you see these smallmouth, but I didn't know where I could catch them at. Yeah. So I remember my dad telling me about this little river that we had around. It's not the one we fish now, but it was decent enough to, you know, catch some little 12 and 15 inch smallmouth. But that was like teenage years. But, you know, when you're a teenager, you start getting into some other things. And that's when I started acting up and fishing kind of took the back burner when I was a teenager. Started yeah. chasing other things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man so when you guys first got into it was it like uh like pretty one of you guys had mentioned it like pretty basic stuff like dragging a tube or was it like was it just floating night crawlers bouncing bottom that sort of thing uh for me yeah it was it was a tube it was like it uh a trick worm i mean because you know i would use uh a trick worm in ponds and stuff so i just kind of took it down there and did that i mean yeah. Um, but I didn't throw, I mean, I wasn't, I don't think I threw anything with trebles to be honest for a long time when I first started fishing those creeks. Um, yeah, it was just basically a tube. Damn. Like I feel like tube, that's what I, that's how I first started to fish the river a couple of years ago when I would, when I would come down to buy where I live now and, and visit my buddy. That's what, that's how I learned to fish the river was a tube. And I mean, Tube is a fish catching son of a bitch. Like you can you can uh, catch fish out of a yeah. puddle with a tube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're uh, uh what company is it? Uh Mismo, who's who's based over by St. Clair. He makes that little tiny tube, it's like two point seven five inches on a little ball head jig. Man, that, that I actually that's, that's how I caught my PB up in a lake up at home. Five five six six is, is my PB smallmouth, and I don't know how, why it ate that tiny tube, but man, after after that that bait has meant so much to me. Those tiny yeah. tubes, those two point uh two and three quarters are 
just incredible. What's the what's the guy out of uh, Wisconsin? I think it's Get Bit. Is it Ryan Get Bit Tubes or? You yeah, heard of I, I yeah. Can't yeah, I think it's Get Bit Tubes. But anyways, man, it's just that fat, short little tube, and uh, man, they. I, it's a weird thing. We're talking about swim baits in here, but for tubes, it, as far as it goes, I think tubes. The bigger you go, it's not better. You know what I mean? It's that it's that small one that's just a killer in Lake Sinclair, in our rivers. It's just unreal. Yeah, I like those big strike king tubes. I I never like I probably caught yeah. fish on them, but I would never fish those over the tiny tube in my opinion. Right. Yeah, I feel you. And then so Ryan, what was your uh, how how did you get into the the river smallmouth as far as like what you had started fishing with them for? Well, you know, it was a little rebel crawl and, and little stuff like that. And then we got some guy here in Ohio that's like the local Ohio smallmouth legend type of guy. He's an old man, but uh, he's got a couple books that he's written. And like, I kind of started studying him and what he did. And he always threw these curly tails. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, if that's that's what I want to do when I catch smallmouth that's like one of the first things that i started throwing a little curly tail on a ball head jig because that's what this dude was doing and he was catching giants so try to go imitate that your favorite swim bait podcast is now proudly sponsored by leviathan rods leviathan rods is a texas-based fishing rod company that's handcrafted and uses high-end made in the usa rod blades Every sale from Leviathan helps support foster youth and their families. With Leviathan Rods, you're not only going to feel a difference, but you're going to help make a difference too. Friends of the show will also get 20% off their rod purchases by using code SCALES20 at checkout. So whether you're fishing a depth 250 or a square bill, make sure you're using the best rod choice out there, Leviathan Rods. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, dude, like, <clears throat> there's a couple, like, you know, set in stone river smallmouth baits. And like you said, the rebel crawl, like I remember fishing those for brown trout and smallmouth up at home. The tube, obviously, uh, the twister tail. I mean, uh, little rebel jerk, not rebel, little Rapala jerk baits. That was like the other like standby classic I always fished. And I mean, they all catch fish. That's just flat out how it works, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they've been catching fish on a little grub for years. Hundred probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when you guys got like, uh, when you guys really got into the river fishing, what were you guys doing to catch fish? Obviously, like the tube and stuff we talked about. But were you guys learning a lot of new stuff and putting that into action to catch catch these fish? Yeah, I mean it. Um, it was in the river, man. It was all once you knew. I mean, you knew they would eat a tube. And once I got into the river, I mean, you got the jerk bait out. And then, I mean, I would throw some Texas rig stuff. But it was learning the river to know where they are because that's half the battle, you know, putting it in front of their face. Um, and I I was stri- strictly, honestly, I threw very minimal things. Ryan is very versatile in everything. Guy does yeah, – he – he can fish anyway, good. Um, me, I was kind of limited. Like I said, I was, um, I'm trying to think. I don't even know what I caught my first 220s on, um, the baits-wise. Spinner bait, obviously. So that's that's things like, 
I um, oh crankbait. I'm forgetting about a crankbait. That's that's really what taught me the river right there. When I got out in the kayak and throwing a crankbait taught me where not to get you know throw something because I get snagged with that crankbait. But then sometimes I would be cranking that crankbait and I, I'd be too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think I was ever, I mean, even like up to recent memory, I don't think I was ever brave enough to fish a crankbait in the river other than like the, the jerkbait I was talking about. But I was always like, ah, fuck, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get snagged up and I'm going to lose this fucking thing if I try to do that. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> So, Ryan, what was your first, like, introduction, like, once you got into river fishing, how were you catching these fish when you first started? Well, when I got pretty hardcore into it, man, and and just started going to the river, like, when I do something, I go freaking full bore. And once I realized that you can catch some good fish in this river, I was going to the freaking river every single day. And uh, we got this little local swim bait company. And they make a little 2.75 and a 3.25 inch swim bait. And uh, that was that was all I threw for a couple years, dude. You could put that little finesse swim bait on a little ball head, walk up and down that riverbank and just tear them up. And then from there, you know, you start catching fish and you just want to catch something on something else. Try one thing after another. Yeah, dude, that that's exactly like, especially um, for the last last summer for me, it was like, oh, I caught one on a jerk bait, that's sick. And then I was like, oh, I I should fish an S waiver one sixty eight. Boom, caught a bunch of fish on the S waiver one sixty eight. And I'm like, oh, I want to fish, I want to catch one on the fish everything paperweight. Boom, caught a bunch of fish on that. And then I was like, okay. And then I started fishing soft baits, and it's just like it's like just snowballed down something that. I wasn't expecting it to, especially when I first moved here, because I had no idea what the fishing was like. I didn't know, like, I, I know fish's appetite, but I'm like, I really don't know how many, how many smallmouth are going to want to try to eat these bigger baits. And I've been thoroughly impressed with, with the fish I've caught out of here. Yeah, it's like you open up Pandora's box and you just want to try something different every time. Mm. Yeah, you dude. guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Man. Okay, I don't know what happened. It said it said I was disconnected. I have no oh, you're good. My bad. No, you're doing it. So, uh, so you guys get into the river fishing and stuff. Did you guys know each other when you guys first like kind of started fishing at all, or is that that not something that happened until recently? Uh, that's re- recently. I mean, probably what what has been honestly. Me and Ryan have we have never fished together. We've always it's through social media, and we've always ran in, in, into each other in the river. Oh, yeah, we bump into each other um, a lot in the it, same spots. Yeah, yeah, we know we know where they are, and uh, but yeah, I'd say we have we've been like social media buddies and like seen each other on the river. What the last four years now? Maybe longer than that. I don't even know. It's been a while. Yeah, it's probably four or five years. I would say. Yeah. Yep. And you know how the we got the local Facebook groups that we all hate and. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's kind of how we ended up becoming buddies, and then we just run into each other on the river all the time, certain areas and shit like that. That's funny. So you guys, you guys talking about this river and stuff. Um, we'll we'll get into how it sets up a little bit later and how you guys pick it apart and stuff. But is it a river that do you guys wade this river? Or are you floating it on paddle boards or how? What's your guys' plan of attack when you go out and fish for the day? 
I'll let you take this, Ryan. Go ahead. Well, so when I started, I was strictly a bank guy. And the way our river sets up, it runs through a couple big cities and you got a lot of bank access. So, and there's some private property, but there's not a lot of private property. It's a lot of public access and they got bike trails that go along the river. So I started off just beating the bank, man, and catching really good fish beating the bank. But of course, you know, you need to get to them spots that you just can't get to on the bank. So picked up a kayak and I'd still say most of my fishing is probably 50% bank, 50% kayak. I mean, you get off work at 3.34 o'clock, you really can't throw the kayak in and do a float and just go beat the bank, and you can still catch giants doing that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, see, because, like, my, my spot, I can I can wade and walk around and fish a huge stretch of it, but I know... Some guys are primarily like, oh, I have to dump in my yak and I have to float down three miles to, to fish my areas because it's too far to walk or I can't walk or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Dylan just accidentally left the call again. But anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> He'll be back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, it's, it's pretty cool because you can access so many different areas and, and you can walk for miles. So the thing is, like, most people are lazy, if you want to be honest. So, like they might pull up to a parking lot and walk down, you know, a quarter mile, half a mile. But most of these guys aren't walking for 30, 45 minutes or stuff like that. So you can you can get away from the most public spots and even on the bank. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, how do, you, how do you like to tackle tackle the river fishing in your, your ideas of doing it? Uh... Yeah, like he said, I mean, it's, uh, um, can you guys hear me fine on this? Because yeah. it keeps, yeah, it kept, it, it disconnected from my uh, Xbox. It's so annoying. It's bullshit. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, I, the way, the way I started, like Ryan, like he said, he fished from the bank when he started me. I never fished our river from the bank hardly at all i i i didn't because i kind of took a hiatus from fishing the creeks and then with high school and stuff like ryan said i was just too busy i was just too busy partying my ass off being a dumbass and um <laughs> once i got once i got back in the fishing i jumped straight into the kayak and so i didn't even bank fish at all it's until honestly until I'm an adult now and I have a job that's very demanding and I can't get off a good day for me, 630 getting off. So I'd say now I'm just like him. I mean, I'm, I'm 50 per the weekends, always a kayak, you know, uh, during the week I'm on the bank, you know, I'll go before work and put on the waders and go out there. And this year it's, uh, you know, I always thought I had to be in that kayak and to catch these big fish and i've gotten so many numerous good fish this year from not going in that kayak right yeah that's that's sick so uh the, the phrase good fish is warrant everywhere depending on where you are so like good fish out of my my little area is like three and a half four ponds i'd say is a really good fish what, what's your guys's fish class like in in your uh your waterway so, so 
You go ahead, Ryan. Well, I'll give my opinion. Dylan will give his. <laughs> it's probably close to the same. So we got this program in Ohio, and they call them kind of like the people get their citations in Virginia and Pennsylvania and stuff like that. An 18-inch river smallmouth is what they call a fish Ohio smallmouth. Okay. And then what we would call a really, really good smallmouth in our river would be 20 inches. That's kind of like what most people want to chase around here is they want to catch a 20. Yeah. And you'll have people that'll fish all year and they won't catch 120. Damn. That's like, it. that's always something that, uh, like the, the quote unquote, like the river fishing, like niche thing is, is the, the, like the length. Um, I, I never carry a scale. I never carry, I <laughs> carry any measuring device with me. So it's always just a guess for me, but I've noticed that like, all the river guys, when they're talking about their fish, that it's always, oh, it was an 18, it was a 19, it was, I finally caught my 20. Like, it's it's definitely it's definitely a length thing with, with a lot of the river guys, it seems like. Right, right, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, that's the big, and when was, Ryan, when did they drop, it used to be a 19, right? The citation? See, I'm not sure. I always thought it was an I, 18. I think I, I could be wrong. <laughs> I, yeah, well, now they do. I thought it was at one point it was a 19. They lowered it. I couldn't – that was that was back like 2017. Uh, but, yeah, they need, a, they need to bump it up because these, these fish, man, are – I and I'm not going to sit here and toot my own horn, but these 19s are – and especially 18s are very – easy really i i don't catch much 18 sounds crazy but i catch a bunch of 19s then i'm sure same for you ryan i mean i know you you catch it yeah that's it's crazy yeah dude it uh i don't know like we have good fish here but that we have a lot of 13 to 15 inch fish here and that's like I'm not going to say it's a, it's a downfall or anything, but there, there is a large class of probably three-year-old fish. And in, in, in the next two years, it'll probably be lights out. But I don't know about you guys. We'll touch on that next. Like here, you have a lot of people floating leeches under big volleyball bobbers and, and just mm-hmm. doing whatever, you know, uh, pulling, pulling MEP spinners through over, over the riprap and, and catching these We'll say legal, but a lot of the time I think that's not the case. But they're catching catching their fuck. I don't know what it is down here. I think it's like five smallmouth limit, and there will be there will be a mom and a dad, and you know they're they're seventeen kids, so they'll keep uh, a blue cooler full of smallmouth and they'll go leave. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. Like I didn't know what the fishery could sustain. And now right. <laughs> after I fished in the fall and I'd have fifty fish days from the floating platform with a jerk bait, I'm like, oh wow, like. That's pretty fucking crazy. So is that like, do you guys see a lot of fish being caught and kept out of your area or is the, the fishing, well, the fisher population more than like the catch and keep population? Yeah. I say the fish. Yeah. It's, um, they're honestly, like Ryan said, we have pages and these people get bashed. I mean, because they're, they're keeping, um, a lot of people around here do not, like people to uh 
keep their small mouth. And I mean, and but we have also, I don't mean to be mean, but we got a lot of bunch of uh, idiots that keep very big small mouth and, and just a fish that takes what, what is it, Ryan? A, a 18 inch fish or is it a, is yeah, it a 20 inch fish takes 12 to whatever years? 15, 12 to yeah. 15 years in a river to get that size. And yeah, these people, I mean, these people will keep fish like that. I mean, it's, uh, but really, I don't think we see a lot uh, around here with like a lot of people uh, keeping them, uh, you know, a ton. Not, I, I have never seen on the river as much as I fish every weekend, someone keeping them. Damn. Yeah, it's kind of become sacrilegious around here to keep smallmouth. And we got right. so many people that chase. Big smallmouth around here. We all kind of got the same common denominator, you know. Yeah, so yeah. It's kind of yeah. like let the big ones go, and if you're gonna keep some smallmouth, you usually get get frowned upon. Damn, dude, that's sick. And I'm like, I'm talking about like, I I've, I've seen people fight carp for 20 minutes on on like their four six Shakespeare ultralight, and then they throw that in the cooler too. And they're freaking <laughs> they do that oh. here. like oh okay like that's what we're doing okay (laughs) yeah that's your typical it's i feel like all the rivers around the world are like that it's like you got these fishermen that fish rivers and like whatever they catch man they just keep it yeah and you know that's how it was back in the day and times have changed now and and fishing has grown and the way people look at at fishing is different and we're all after that trophy large mouth or that trophy small mouth and a lot of people are down with the CPR now, and that's I think that's really good. Yeah, dude. My uh, my buddy, when we were, I mean, he he was my buddy in high school, and his parents were quite a bit older than my parents, and his his parents have been around for a while, and uh, his dad used to tell me it they they were super poor growing up, and uh, we always would go sucker fishing in the spring, catch a bunch of suckers, let them go, whatever. And uh, he's always like, he's like, oh my gosh, guys. He's like, back in my day, classic quote, you know, it's going to be good when they say that. But <laughs> right. he's, like, he's like, back in my day, he's like, we, because they had all grown up in this same area that we lived in. He's like, we would go fish that creek you guys are in. He's like, but we would fill buckets up of suckers. And he's like, and dad would m- like clean them, mush them all up. And we'd have sucker patties the whole year round. And he's like, it's just like uh, a hamburger sucker. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Dude, I did Talk not need to fucking hear that. Yeah, I would never. <laughs> man, if you told me that's what they were, I could not eat them. Now, if you didn't tell me and you just told me it was some kind of fish, I'd probably eat it, but never know. But, dude, we got people that are on the river here We got that take carp and, and smoke them, and common carp, catch them and keep yeah. them and eat them. I guess they smoke them up. Damn. Like, uh, is, is smoked creek chub a thing down by you guys? Is that something you hear about often? I've never heard of that. No. No, no. really. No, we got a lot <laughs> no of creek chubs around here. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's like, like I, there was people up in my hometown when I was, when I was super young and I would fish, uh, these, we'll call, they were like streams, uh, creeks, whatever you want to call them, but we didn't have smallmouth up there. It was all cold water. So it was like brook trout, brown trout, rainbows, creek yeah. chubs. And I mean, creek chubs by the fucking bucket load yeah, i could i'd go down and i'd fish this old railroad bridge i'd ride my bike down there it was like a mile from my house i'd uh, i'd make bread balls the night before 
and I would just fucking smack the piss out of these <laughs> out of these dubs. And all the older people in town would pay me to to smoke them. And I'd go out and I, it was like it was like a mail delivery route. Like I would go out and I would just hand out all my smoked creek chubs, and they'd pay me five bucks for you know ten, fifteen of them. And dude, I made so much money doing Holy that. Shit. And like I just I grew up and I was like in the back of my head I was like this is like kind of weird because like this is such like it's kind of a shit fish like i mean people use them for bait they use them for all sorts of stuff but like right. you said people people catch to eat and so i did like i never thought anything of it and then i told somebody about it one time and they're like what are you talking about like you've never heard of smoked creek chops and they're like no and honestly <laughs> like i won't lie i tried it and it, it's good it's not like it's like terrible like they've got white flaky meat and stuff when you smoke them but like yeah like you said if if I would if I would have known what it was like and I was somewhere and they're like oh here you go I probably wouldn't indulge if they were like oh yeah it's it's smoked creek chub I caught yesterday or something. <laughs> yeah, that just yeah, sounds like a yeah. that sounds like a old timey thing. You know, you know, like you said, a paper route going out selling you know uh, creek smoked creek chubs. How old are you? So I'm 21, but I was doing this when I was 21. like 12 or 13. Like I would I would go catch them so. Usually, uh, Saturday, Fridays, Fridays and Saturdays, like when I was in Pop Warner in high school or middle school football, I had games and stuff. I didn't do it in high school, but so usually I would go like Monday through Wednesday, catch all my fish, keep them in a Ziploc bag, and then usually Wednesday night I would clean them and then I'd I'd uh, I'd put them in brine. So like I had my own brine recipe. It was like liquid mm-hmm. smoke, Worcester sauce, uh, minced garlic, all sorts of stuff. They'd sit overnight. And then Thursday when I got home from football, I'd smoke them for, you know, four or five hours. And then usually Sunday was the day that I would go out and I'd go hand them all out. I'd wrap them up in butcher paper and I'd go hand them out. And, uh, yeah, man, it was it was a side hustle, that's for sure. Something that not yeah, yeah. That's, done. you I mean, the thank that that's cool as shit, man, to be in the like, you know, 2000s and a you know kid going around and doing that you you know i i haven't heard of some shit like that you know it's like that's like i said that's an old timey thing to do that's cool that's sweet got that hustle and ambition at a young age yeah man and uh it it all just went to go buy more bread to go catch more drink (laughs) (laughs) more fish and tackle yeah, I remember, like, there was so many Cree Chubs. Uh, it would have been, like, my eighth grade year. There was a foreign exchange student, and he lived down the road from me. And he was from Spain, had never fished before. And I went down there, and, dude, this kid caught, like, fucking 20 Cree Chubs. And he's got super broke English. He, like, it's, like, mostly Spanish. He's like, oh, my gosh. He's like, I've I've never I've never caught a fish before. And he just fucking goes yeah. out there and absolutely clobbers them. <laughs> That's so fucking awesome. sweet, though. So, uh, so you guys are into the river fishing stuff. How we'll, we'll talk about the swim baits now. How recently did you guys get into fishing swim baits? Uh, Dylan, you, you, yours is a little bit more recent or at least a little bit more, uh, like within the last year, it sounds like compared to Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have, uh, trying to think, I mean, honestly, I had caught fish on like the uh, what's it called the uh, mega bass the not the high slide ma- not the no the damn it not the mag draft the other one the slow mag slow sl- mag slow slow, yeah. slow yeah whatever it is yeah I I had some fish I caught some fish on that but I never I mean that is a swim bait I mean what is it? I think it's six inches but yeah uh, not in yeah, something like that. It might be five, uh, but not until 
honestly, I had bought some swim baits, but never used them because I said, oh, hey, we got great golf course ponds around here. I'm going to go use that. Well, it just, with the river this year, I I knew I could throw a crankbait. I could catch them. I knew I could throw a tube and catch them. And all, and you can ask Ryan, I go out with a big group of people. Like I normally do. I go out with like three other guys. Yeah. Ryan, you know, I'm always on. He sees he sees Jesus Christ. Here's Dylan. He's with a fucking entourage. Damn and, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's just, but, and so I'm around all these people that are throwing the same stuff as me. And I never could really find information about people throwing big baits for river smallmouth. I mean, you see stuff, but, um, what did I get? Uh, what was my first one? Uh, the bullshit, the five inch, the, no, no, I got an S waiver. I, that thing, I know people love it. And, uh, I could not work that thing worth shit, dude. It was fucking dog shit for me because that thing is so you have to, I feel like you just can't reel that thing. And, uh, it's very, I don't know. It, it, it's not dumb. Unstable. Put it this way. Yeah, it's unstable. Yeah, and it's not. And then river, you know, it's just it blows. It just it doesn't work for me. Uh, but anyway, so I got the bull shad, the five inch bull shad, and that thing I could burn across some riprap and like across some riffles, and it would it would kind of you know go sideways, but then it'd straighten up and. Uh, and then really what did it for me is I came back from a trip from Sinclair, didn't have a good trip, went down and fished uh, below a dam of ours, and uh, I threw the TK, and uh, it was the, which one is it, the full moon or the, I got both of them. I got the black one and then the, like, goldish one. So I, I think did. new moon is the black one. Okay, I got the is full moon. Is that gold one? I like think so, the, yeah, like the walleye color. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yep. And I threw that one. Didn't know nothing about it. You see all those modes, and you're just overwhelmed. So I just kind of missed with it. Water is a little stained. Took that lip out. I I left the tail tail how it was, and man, it once that day hit, I never looked back because I caught three, uh, three or four fish Ohio's that day, and wow. I lost. Two or three of them. I total, I ended up catching, I think, seven fish just in the matter of an hour and 30 minutes on that TK, thrown up against some reeds, and never looked back. What, uh, what, what were the attachments you had on there? How were you fishing it? So no lip, no lip, and oh, just wow. the, uh, just the, um, I think V-tail. it was the glide mode. Yeah, I was yeah. using the, no, I wasn't using the V tail. I was using the normal tail, the whale yeah, tail. Yeah, it's a whale tail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I didn't, I think I might have read the box and flipped it. I think the smooth side was up. And man, it just, that thing, I was giving it, I was giving it uh, real bumps. Just that's all I was doing, real bumps. Right up against this, uh, the edge of this eddy, up against these reeds. And man, every single cast. It just seemed like I I didn't know what was going on. It didn't seem real. That's that's so sick, Ryan. And what what was your first experience with the swim bait game in the river, and how long ago was it? Man, I'd say 
maybe four, three or four years ago, and I had bought a couple S waivers, and I had like a big Spro BBZ40, but the, it's like in the beginning, I would go throw that S waiver for, you know, five or 10, 15 minutes and not get bit and just put it down and then and go right back to the swim bait or the Ned rig. And I just never really got fully hooked on it because I never really caught a good fish because I just didn't give it enough time. I just wasn't fully committed. And then I'd say about two years ago, when you catch your first one, that's when you know it's like, man, this shit works and it catches giants. And it's just so addicting. Because you'd already know that you can throw all these other baits and you fish these areas a hundred thousand times. And it's like, it's new and exciting. And you're catching stuff on new baits. It's just pretty sweet. Yo, man, the S waiver slander tonight. I wouldn't have had you guys on if I knew you were going to dis. I knew, I knew. I was about to say, I was about to say, I knew you were about that oh. S waiver. It's, uh, man, it's, hey, I give you props because I cannot, like he said, I, and even if you're throwing it in the river, it just, yeah. for me, it's very such a demanding lure. Like, you have to have, I feel like, you have to have a PhD to use that thing because it doesn't run right for me. Yeah. It just, it's hard. So and that's like I, the first bait that, you know, when you start researching all the swim baits and stuff and, yeah. and you, you probably don't want to drop a hundred, 200, $300 on a swim bait in the beginning. I feel like that's what most people's introduction to swim baits are. Yes. It's like, uh, it's super cliche that I say this because I say this every time, but like fish, I literally, I fish, I have a, a Corrado KHG and I real pop that thing so hard. It's literally like a crank, 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 crank. And like, it's, it's just an oversized jerk bait. That's how I fish. I've never tried to fish it slow. Well, that's a lie. I tried to fish it slow in the, in the fall. And it's just like the current moves it too fast. Like it starts to nose upstream and then it turns and it just starts to swim downstream. And it's like, yeah, this is, that's not how I'm supposed to fish this. Well, that's not, that's not how I found to fish. And I'm sure somebody's probably listening to this and it's like, Oh, I I can fish it like that all the time. And I'm sure you probably could in a lake, but in a river, like you, you have to manipulate these baits to, to get, get in front of the water, get in front of the current and present it. Right. Right over these fish, which we'll talk about that uh, coming up here, because that's something that, probably like some people don't understand that. Like that's, that's something that you have to learn pretty much. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you guys, uh, what, I guess, what was your like success on it this year with the swim baits and stuff? Uh, Dylan, you had talked about catching a bunch of those fish on the TK at that point in time where you like, Oh my gosh, I want to fish swim baits every time I come out here. Or was it still kind of a backseat? uh, uh, No, a hundred percent. It it literally, I mean, it just blew my mind. I I had no idea that this could happen. I thought my first fish I caught on the TK when I knew I was like, this bait is unreal. A 14 and a half inch fish ate the bait. The first fish I hooked. (laughs) And I literally, I, I shit my pants. I was like, this is, this is not true. There's no way. And then yeah. I just started, I started upgrading that day. I went to an 18 and three quarters, a 19 lost. I, you know, we always say it was, it was, it was a 19 plus fish. 
Um, then I and then I went over to another spot and I went back down, caught a 16, then a 17. I was like, oh my god, what what is what is this thing? You know what I mean? What is this bait doing? But after that, I the TK I got the um I caught two 20s on the bull shad this year, the uh, five inch and yep, yeah. um, and that thing I love that because. It is so good for throwing in current, some fast, yeah. and it, it just, it, man, it thumps. And in most of the fish that I've caught on that one are at my, like the TK, they weren't at my feet. They were at a distance. The bull shad, they were at my feet. And um, what was the other bait I used? The, man, probably, I mean, I'm going to talk Roman about made. It, well, the Roman made, uh, yeah, the Roman made's good in current because that uh, negotiator is a negotiator, right? Yeah, negotiator. Yeah, yeah, the negotiator, man. That thing works good in current because it's very, it, it likes to be uh, moved slow, but it takes good uh, reel bumps. And uh, but the river, uh, the River City swim baits, the little bass hard, that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it. Um, that thing's unreal, man. Yeah, I need to. Uh, I need to get one of those. I saw. I went on Ryan's profile yesterday or something. I saw him catching some fish already with it, and I'm like, I'm like, damn, like that. It's such a slick shape, like the herring style, like that, that like shape. I guess like that long, slender. I'm like, yeah, right. I need to try one of those. You... I need to try bullshit too. I was thinking, I kind of wanted to try the baby bullshit, like the the plastic one, but then I'm like, oh, maybe maybe I'll just get uh, a five inch swimmer in. Uh, are, are, when you're fishing like these baits, well, we'll let, we'll let Ryan like talk about his success this past year with the swim baits. Then I'll kind of pick your brain about how you guys like to fish them. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So like he was talking about that little river city, dude, that, that little thing's like a small mouth snack. Oh God, dude. It's unreal. And it's like, so what, one thing I did find out is like, when you're fishing in the river and you got that current, like you were talking about, you got to do some things to your swim baits. But yeah, so I did pretty good on that river city, the little bastard bone. And then I got like a shad profile colored one and uh tiny clash caught some fish on that. I quit throwing that one sixty eight when I got these other baits. Um, I got a <laughs> buddy that made me a wooden, it's kind of like a two piece wake and crank. It's basically what he did is kind of copy the TK. And I threw that around and caught some fish on that, waking it on the top. Um, like Dylan said, dude, I had this bait's the same size as the tiny clash, and I probably had a little 10 inch smallmouth come and annihilate it. And then fish were coming unglued for them swim baits just because they don't see them around here. Yeah, and you threw the uh, you threw the depths this year for the uh, didn't you throw the one seventy five or you caught uh, the one seventy five? Yeah, that yeah. was pre spawn. Like throwing that one seventy five up where all these fish were bedding, and watching this fish come up and swipe at it. I had this fish hook like twice. I had to come back the next day. I finally caught her, but I did that. <laughs> I got some 145s yeah. too, but I feel like that 175 swims a lot better than the 145. Yeah. Um, I I wanted to get the 175 too, but I've also been thinking about getting the 160 bull shooter, that bluegill profile one. I feel yeah. like that, that would be a pretty decent bait. It might be a little too tall. I haven't seen one in person, so I'm not sure how tall it is, 
area how like because gill baits are kind of hard to to get hookups even with large mouth so yeah mouth they're always <laughs> always uh something i look at when i'm like pick, going to get a new glide like can a 20 inch small mouth eat this and will i hook it good <laughs> yeah yeah that tall yeah, profile hard for a smallie to get choked down but yeah they got right. me on that depth bone air color Oh, oh yeah. I got it. Yeah, the bone air. I got the one. I got the seventy one seventy five, and I bought the little one. What is it? What's the little one? One fifteen. Fifteen. The one fifteen, dude. In that thing, I'll be honest. I throw that on a crankbait rod and a glass rod, and I can get it out there. In that thing, I put a little bit of weight on the bottom of it, and it's yeah. unreal. It's absolutely unreal. That's so sick. One thing, um. I kind of figured out this year, like, uh, I don't know about you guys, but smallmouth, my smallmouth, and I'm pretty sure it probably goes for a lot of them, they're notorious for, for short strike, and they'll come up, T-bone your bait, and they'll fucking swim back down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I started put, putting little, little, uh, probably, fuck, I, I'm not even going to say what size, because I don't know what size, but I'd get, I'd got a pack of little bit smaller treble hooks, and I'd head, I'd start putting head hooks on them, like, uh either on a split ring or uh, the split ring that my line goes to. And the amount of fish that I hooked after that, I, pro- I probably, so I did that in like August and all the way through November, I maybe lost five fish the whole rest of the year with that head hook on there. Like it yeah, was absolutely fucking ridiculous. That's sweet. I forget whose video I watched on YouTube about, Putting a hook, it was on a depth, so obviously it was a like a 175 or a 250, but that got me thinking because that could be really beneficial when you're smallmouth fishing, having that extra hook in the front. Yeah, dude. Like, I caught so many fish. I'll send you guys a picture in the group chat. I caught an S waiver, or not S waiver, uh, a, a fish everything paper, paperweight fish, baby paperweight. And this fish was maybe 10 inches. And it was just skin hooked by the front of that, by that front head. Oh, hook. so you're throwing on the baby paperweight. You're throwing a little treble on top of the head. Dude, I do. I do. Yeah. That's incredible. All my S waivers. No my joke. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, that's something, that's something honestly like, th- I know like Ryan said, putting it on a, uh, yeah, and stuff. Cause it's a big, it's a bigger profile, yeah. but you know, cause the paper, the paperweight, the baby one, the six inch. That that thing that you know that's such a narrow bait, but it's that's a genius small. idea. Yeah. That's a that's a yeah, dude. It it's it's so crazy the amount of fish you catch with it, and like it's it's a small and light enough wire hook that if you like if you horse them in like super hard, it'll bend out mm-hmm. a little bit. But I'm also not trying to put like a like a six out fucking hook on there and really fuck up a small mouth. Like it's just something to that exactly, get yeah. usually more times than not when they're thrashing around in the water or turning in the current stuff, they'll get another hook in their side. So it's not a huge deal, but it, yeah. that initial hookup with them is so fucking nice. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good ass idea. I mean, that's honestly, and also too, the fact of it is, even though it's a, you know, smaller hook, I mean, you get a little bit more weight on it too. It gets it down just a tad bit more, you know, cause like Ryan does, he, um, with the river city, what do you, you throw some lead around his, uh, the shank of his hook. Both and, of them. Yeah. I yeah, weighed it down and, more. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it helps very, it in that current. It helps it, yep. it helps it get down in that current where them fish, you know, where they're at. You, you don't wait that bait and you throw it out there in that current or anywhere right on the seam. And it's just, 
I feel like it's not getting down there. It's a surface bait at that point. Yeah, when you're yeah. missing with current, it's just a surface bait. I mean, because I threw, I finally threw on mine, I threw just, a, I think, a two grams or no, one gram on the bottom of it. And it's just enough, man. It gives it that uh, in-between me- medium and slow yeah, dude, it's uh, it's kick ass. So we kind of talked about the swim baits that you guys fish. Now we'll kind of we'll get into how you guys like to fish them. And, and my main thing is, so I'm fishing on the bank or I'm waiting in the water and stuff. Uh, I, a lot of the times, probably we'll say eighty percent of the time, I'm standing with the current. So I'm fishing a spillway on the be like the right side of the spillway. So like I have the spillway on my right shoulder and then downstream on my left shoulder. And a lot of times I figured out I cast right underneath the spillway or right on top of the spillway and I'll work my bait right off it. And, you know, nine times out of 10, boom, they hit it fucking as soon as it drops into that water. And when I'm not doing that, I, I fish upstream, work it downstream, kind of kind of let the current take my line and drift it back if I'm fishing like a big eddy downstream. Are you guys standing like, uh, so the stream is coming towards you or how, how do you guys like to cast these and, and work the baits through the stream? Um, man, it's honestly at first for me, it was and still it's, uh, I know where the fish are going to be, but with this gl- uh, glide bait, these glide baits, I can cover so much water and uh, our river's been really low as everyone's has been. So it's the visibility has been unreal. So, like, I've thrown mine everywhere just because you can draw these fish. I mean, like, you're in the Great Lake. And, uh, but me, it's like, ah, it's so hard to, normally I am facing almost uh, alongside a current break right there. You know, I'm alongside a current break. I'm casting up on the edge of the, the current break. And, um, I'm just letting that, well, no, I take that back. I'll cast across into the current. Yep. Like Ryan said, get that weight down in, you know, in with more weight now it gets down. And then normally when I get hammered, man, it's when you're pulling that from the current seam and yeah. they just, they, they annihilate it there. Yeah, that's, that's how, well, I mean, we'll, I'll get into more depth about that sort of stuff, but uh, Ryan, how do you like to do it? Kind of the same thing, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of with you. I was picturing myself standing there. <laughs> yeah, the like, you know, I'll throw upstream, but, you know, you like to quarter the current and, and kind of diagonal across it. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. sometimes if you want to keep a bait in the strike zone, you actually fish it the other way and throw downstream and try to, mm-hmm. try to bring it up. It just depends on how fast the water's moving, how what, how deep the eddy is you're fishing. There's all kinds of – that's what's cool about swim bait fishing, man. There's a million different baits and a million different ways to fish them, and that's just kind of part of the learning process. Yeah, Yeah, and sure. I, th- I, I think with the uh, – you know, with big swim baits, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's – there's days where they want it at a certain angle. They really do. And then most 100%. of the time with like a, with a tube and stuff, yeah, you're not going to be able to pull that up current. And I've caught fish doing that, but like with the big swim bait, man, they, if they want it, they're going to come any way at it. They, they yeah. just don't give a shit. Small yeah. mouth are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're vicious. Um, so 
does one of you kind of want to explain in their words what an eddy is and then the other one can kind of talk about like uh current breaks underwater like the rock piles and stuff that you guys like to target you were mentioning hey, i'll let ryan take this he's he knows <laughs> this stuff way better he's <laughs> he could take this whole thing <laughs> so like i'm freaking completely addicted to fishing the river you know so i'm on that like i fish the river that that we have here probably like 360 days a year that's that's all I do. Um, so like an eddy, the eddies that we're talking about is our river's not that big. It's probably anywhere from forty yards across, and then we have some areas that might be seventy-five yards in some areas. It's not that big of a river, and you got your main current running down the middle, and then off to the side where the current slows down. And, and there's just a small swirl of water. That's what we call an eddy. There's going to be inside turns and outside turns with eddies. It's, it's pretty typical river fishing. Um, there's eddies on both sides of the rivers, too. So it's like you can float one mile of river and hit, you know, 20 different high percentage eddies. Yeah, like uh, we, the the back current eddies, man, it's just like, when I see one, if I'm walking the river, if I like, when I go to the river, I have, I have usually four or five that I like to fish, and one of you guys had mentioned casting past it and ripping it right through there, dude, oh my gosh, there's, there's not a better feeling, like that's like when I line up, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna take three casts, and I'll probably catch a fish, at least on one of them, if not two of them, and cast over that eddy, I usually try to do 10, 15 feet, so like you guys said, you can sink the bait down or do whatever you want, and I'll just I'll just walk it through there, real, 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 and then usually as soon as I hit that current break and it's that slack water, I let it sit, and you can kind of see the bait start to rise up, and it'll like sometimes uh, if it's like a bridge piling or something, your bait will kind of do like a little circle because that's like what the current's doing right there. Yeah. And you start to work it again, and those fish just come up and they will annihilate it. That's if that's if they they don't kill it right before it gets into that slack water anyway. <laughs> right dude it is it's fucking it's so crazy um as far as like the boulders and stuff do you like uh it, it's just because more essentially like a river smallmouth likes anywhere that it can kind of not necessarily take a break but it doesn't have to fucking fight the current to chillax right. like it can sit behind a little slack water and, and take a break right and wait for something to swim by yeah yeah, yeah so we... our river has like we got a lot of man-made concrete that they put for erosion control on the banks. Like some of the areas that Dylan fishes, I mean, there's sections of the river that have a hundred yards of giant slabs of concrete just piled onto the bank that are tumbled into the river. And it's just a whole big outside turn, big deep area. And then we have a lot of old dams that have been ripped out. 20, 30, 40 years ago, and they they leave that dam in the river after they rip it out, just break it all up. We got concrete like that. And then we have a lot of areas that have natural boulders that have been in the river forever. Kind of harder to find. A lot of the structure that we they fish are is ex- man-made stuff. 
Right, right. Exactly. He's right. It's man, man made. I mean, we're, you know, up north. I don't know by you. I mean, I know you guys probably have a lot of boulders. If we find an actual boulder, I mean, and we can see it, it's it, it's kind of rare. And that's a, that's obviously a, kind of a high pers- uh, percentage spot. But most of the stuff is man made. It's just, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, like I was telling you guys, there's there's uh, like my spillway obviously is still here because I'm talking about it in the present tense. But like there's a couple <laughs> dams that they blew up and it's like a super narrow waterfall and then like it kind of opens up a little bit and like you can find chunk rock sitting on the bank and you can see the chunk rock like right next to that waterfall, like right underneath the bank or right underneath like the little waterfalls. And dude, like. If if I can find rock, I am I'm very confident that I can catch a fish because like that's that's what I grew up doing is fishing rocks and it's like there's there's an obstruction in the water that means there's more or less going to be a fish waiting there whether it's going to eat or not I I would put money that there's a fish sitting there out of the current yeah they Absolutely. they love them ambush ambush spots they can just hide and wait for a meal to come flying by their face and like some of yeah. them dams that we fish. Like, there is certain, like, so, yeah, the dam might be a hot spot, but there's a spot in the spot that has submerged boulders and, like, submerged walls that you can't even see that are under the water that most people don't know that are there. And if you can get a bait by that at a certain time of the year, it's freaking automatic every other cast. Damn, dude. That shit's crazy. So, have you guys found this stuff out, like... I'm gonna because we're talking about swim baits here, quote unquote, fishing the cheaper stuff and like getting Ned Ned rigs hung up down there and and kind of formulating this this topography map in your mind on what the what the bottom of this river is like. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Like you said, losing stuff. I mean, you understand because you're jamming. You know, I'm jamming a damn uh, Fenwick. You know. Uh, what is it a bass tech nice rod down there break my tip you know just jamming on stuff i mean we got a lot of tons of rebar um and yeah it's i'd say i'd say like so through all the years of floating the river our river starts at a lake way up north the headwaters of it and it's real skinny and small up there like People don't even fish up there, and it runs a little over 100 miles and dumps down into the Ohio River. So I've floated about 75 miles of that river. Holy shit. And I wanted to make it a point to float the whole complete river. But, I mean, it's so skinny up north that, like, you you can't even float some of it. It's so damn skinny up there. But when you're on that water five to seven days a week and you're floating it all the time, you're just looking it's like I'm always studying everything when I'm floating down it. And that's how we found all these spots. You do these four, six, eight-mile floats that take 12 hours in the summer. and better pack a lunch. And Yeah. Like, yeah, and we, there's so we many got a bunch, sweet spots. Oh, uh, yeah. We got a bunch of uh, bridges that have the, uh, from back in the day, have the old, you know, where they, they – built a new bridge and it's the structure and um and it's got a bunch of metal right there i mean you're it's it's snag city but i mean if you can if you know those spots 
I mean, you literally, I mean, I know certain spots that I'm like, I got to make this perfect cast because I know how this current's going to work. If I don't cast it in the right spot, I'm going to be hung up. But if I do and I get it right past this, this old uh, bridge uh, structure, I'm guaranteed. I mean, it's a super high percentage uh, spot. Yeah, what's your guys' water clarity like? Like on those dog days of summer, can you look down there when the water's low and, and see this stuff or no? What do well, you think, Ryan? This year was a freak well, year, so it yeah, was, this year it was very we did clear. not get a lot of rain. And I mean, you you have anywhere from four to six foot of visibility in some spots, and and even at one point, you could almost see the bottom in ten foot. Wow. So on a normal spring day, though, we're looking at maybe a foot of visibility on the norm, maybe two foot. It, we get a lot of rain here in the area that we're at, and there's a lot of rivers that dump into the river. So in the spring, we say flooded. But like on a, like a, a normal day on the river, you put a foot or two of this. Yeah, so that, that's about the same here. Um you guys had talked about it and I, I think I had talked about it like in when I like when I first moved into this place so like July. So like if anybody wanted to, they could go back and listen to the podcast in July when I'm kind of learning this smallmouth stuff and our river was stupid, stupid low. So like uh the bridge right outside my apartment, it's like it's got one single piling that goes straight down in the middle and I fish the one side and dude like I don't even know how deep it was. Like, I think now maybe it's three feet deep. So back in the summer, it was probably like a foot and a half deep. And uh, <laughs> I would, I would cast my bait right up to this piling. I get two rod twitches in dude, bam, boom. You'd see this, you'd see this bone glide start to like physically swim sideways. And it's like, Oh shit. And you'd reel into the fish. And I don't know how many fish I pulled out of this spot. And then, so like I, I milked, I milked like literally milked the river when the water was super low. Like these fish were just, stacked up and caught a lot of fish on it and then the water came up in the fall and that like that kind of kicked my ass because like everything i had been doing all summer and spring had like just like gone away and i got i got back onto them and stuff but did you guys notice that your fish were either more concentrated or seemed more aggressive when the water was lower like that or did their characteristics change at all you go ahead this year was a little different for a lot of people and there for a while a lot of people were complaining and crying saying that the, this this year sucked and they're not catching as many big fish but i mean for me and a, a lot of other people that i know and dylan too they were catching some really good fish uh when the river was a lot lower and the visibility was like it was they were more grouped up and congregated and tighter together in some of the deeper areas and a little harder to find but once you know them key areas and you know where they're at and where they're holding they can still be caught like you know the, how them smallmouth are man they see that bait from 20 feet away they want it they're coming and getting it catching them yeah. in that super clear water is fucking sweet yeah it's this year it's um i mean um I feel like people that were bitching about it and stuff, this was, if any time was to catch one of the biggest fish that you could was this time of the year with this river being yeah. extremely low because these fish have not seen that. 
around here. They just haven't. So it was, I mean, like he said, they were grouped up. Now, were they in the spots that you thought they were? Like, no, sometimes they weren't, but they were always grouped up. It, it kind of, it. I mean, obviously, me and Ryan had, and other people had a fantastic all the way through uh, spring to um, winter. And now winter was kind of a funny thing because the river was so low that these fish weren't getting into their wintering hole. They were kind of, I don't know, my my wintering spots were not like producing because these fish were, I don't know, they weren't pushing into that yet. Or they were kind of confused as in like, well, this ain't the depth that I'm normally used to. Yeah. Yeah. This year was my best year for big fish so far on the river. Definitely. Yeah. So, have you guys, I mean, <clears throat> river fishing is kind of like, I would say 50% of river fishing is learning how to read the water. I think that's a super big part of it. And then the other Absolutely. part of it is is like learning learning where that what that underwater topography is like and we kind of touched on this before but had conventional fishing helped you guys uh with, with your swim bait river fishing because you know where to cast you know where these fish are at tremendously i mean it's you know uh for like i when i listened to your podcast and you were talking about you know you use swim baits and you use them erratically you know you you like to uh do that well i'm Ryan knows this. I'm a sucker for a Mega Bass 110. I have 150 <laughs> Mega Bass 110s. I collect all the exotic colors, and uh, yeah, uh, and it just—it's a fish catching machine. And it's funny. I get all these colors, and they some of them are great. Like I got one called Kasumi Reaction. It's great for Sinclair. But the core colors is you know your bones, your pearls. I mean, and um your uh, whatever that one is i can't remember but anyways i like to fish conventional for me was throwing tubes i really didn't miss with a swim bait not like i'm talking about a soft swim bait, a kai tag or a big joshy from around here um never missed with that but i was always a crankbait guy moving baits so i always wanted something i could just just bang off of stuff and the jerk bait that 110 i know people they well you can't use that one real erratic but man i and that helped me with everything i use like the tk and um i just except for for me i'm a short guy so i can't like these guys that put rod twitches in i can't do that because i'm in it too i can't (laughs) do it i'm short um i'm in a kayak i'm hitting the side of the boat so the Putting the real inputs in it is real nice. And the same with that River City. It, I fish all my glide baits like a crankbait or, or a uh, um, jerkbait. Yeah. Yeah, that could right. fishing conventional. I, I feel like I wouldn't have been able to do as good fishing swim baits if I hadn't had the experience fishing the river conventionally first. And knowing the right areas to fish and stuff like that. So all that fishing that I've done in the past 10, 15 years on the river has definitely made the introduction to swim bait fishing and where and how a lot, a lot easier for me. I feel like. Well, and you're a bottom, you're a bottom, uh, master, man. He, he literally can throw, 
I mean, those little swim baits on the bottom. So, I mean, he knows how to do that. And, like, what did you throw this year? You threw the uh, nacho, didn't you catch? You caught some. Uh, I didn't catch any big smallmouth. So, I, I've you been didn't, looking yeah. at the nachos, and I picked up a couple, and it was really, really late fall, early winter. And I figured, man, I want to throw a couple of these nachos around. Slow roll them on the bottom. I know I can catch a big smallmouth on it. The profile is pretty tall for for a smallie to get it completely choked, but you catch a twenty around here, I'm sure it could get it. I ended oh, up catching yeah. a couple big saw guy on it. Yeah, that was that was another thing I was going to talk to you guys about, um, especially you, Ryan, because it's kind of it seems like that's kind of what you're onto lately. So the nice thing about river fishing is like you when you're out there, like you're amped like anything is going to bite your bait. Like, and that's what's super cool. Like lake fishing, like whatever, but kind of sounds like we're in the same boat. Like our rivers aren't super deep. And so like you're fishing one column and like 90% of the fish are going to be swimming around in that column of the water. And so, I mean, in my river, we don't have anything cool. I mean, quote unquote, cool. A lot of the, the East coast guys would be pissed if I wasn't calling pike cool. Cause they hate their, they hate their <laughs> pickerel, but um, we, we have, we have pike, largemouth, smallmouth, uh, bowfin. And I mean, that's as far as I know, that's really about it. Cause I'm stuck. I'm like landlocked between two dams. So I can't have any, it's not deep enough for walleye or anything. And uh musky can't get up this far or anything, but like, uh, <clears throat> like Ryan, you've caught a lot of stuff. Like, I guess we'll, call it quote unquote like bycatches because we're talking about smallmouth here is that a pretty frequent thing like to catch a sauger or catch like catch something out of the quote unquote ordinary for you um yeah man on our river it's pretty common and here in ohio that saw guy is is a big deal and they stock that lake the headwaters of our river with their saw guy so our river is full of them and it's just a sauger and a walleye, and then they take it, and they make a saw guy here in Ohio, and a lot of other states, but we catch a lot of them on glide baits, and here recently the river's been flooded, and it's just not the best time to go catching smallies when you got about four inches of visibility in a flooded river in the wintertime, so what we'll do is we'll go chase these saw guy, and and that's a, a lot of people do here in the winter, but I just figured, hey man, I'm throwing these big swim baits catching these smallmouth at least i can make this stupid saw guy fishing exciting yeah and, right uh, <laughs> so that's what i've been doing the last couple of weeks man and caught some really really good ones and we also have the pike like you do and about six years ago they started stocking musky oh that's to the lake around us and they have trickled down through a creek into a river and now into our main river. Wow. I haven't caught any muskie on a big swim bait yet, but I've had my heart broken and got broke off. That was about a week ago, actually. Those, uh, those saw guys, do you, are the, do you eat them? I mean, I'm sure it's probably just like a wall. I know. Yeah. That's like the big thing here in Ohio. Everybody loves them. You can't, I can't tell the difference between a saw guy and a walleye when I eat them. I believe but that. I mean, we don't, they look the we exact don't really, same. we don't really eat them out of the river though. I don't. I, yeah, 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 I yeah. believe that. <laughs> and I, I love, I see, I don't fish for them. I don't mind them, but like, 
Ryan's, I mean, he's a true fisherman. I mean, he's going out there, he's fishing for them. I'm strictly small mouth, but like, I love that. Like he said, there's such an abundance of them that we have. It takes a lot of the pressure off of the small mouth because our river is getting very, very popular. And, um, it's, uh, I mean, we got a guy that guides on our river. Oh, no shit. Yeah. yeah, he got yeah, he guides on a river and it's just so I love that the saw guy, you know, take they, they give the small mouth a little bit of a break. And there's a lot of guys that are hammers that are really good at saw guy fishing that don't go after small mouth like I think they would, and they could hammer the small mouth too. And I'm not saying I don't want no one to come after the small mouth, you know how that is. It's like yeah. I just I kind of want all the fish for myself. But yeah, yeah, I mean, for, for me, I'm not, I saw a guy, I'll catch him. And it, at first the adrenaline rush, when you hook one on a jerk bait, I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. This is <laughs> a good one. You think you got a five and, pound small for dude, a second. <laughs> it's good. And then it just, it's a dead fish, you know, at the top. But for me, man, in the river, uh, fish that I run into a lot, obviously channel cats, channel cats are just a bitch. Um, one that I get excited to catch is, is flatheads. I mean, flatheads are, uh, they're, they're fun, man. They're such a beautiful fish. I mean, unreal fish. And I, I love catching them because I mean, I'm not afraid to stick my hand in their mouth and these channel cats are son of a bitches, dude. I they're assholes. Damn, man. That sounds like. I don't know. That'd be so much fucking fun being getting towed around in current by a fucking catfish. <laughs> oh yeah. Damn, dude. Um, shit. What was I gonna say? Uh, oh, um. So I mean, you guys obviously are are pretty decent at what you do. I mean, that that's what I would say the bare minimum here. Um, what are like what are some tips and tricks you guys have picked up that that maybe guys uh, just getting into it or maybe uh who don't live close to a river but when they do go they're they're trying to to up their fish count what are some tips or tricks whether it be swim bait or conventional that uh that you think some guys should know um for i'll go i'll well ryan you can speak on whatever i'll go on the swim bay side for me it's like you know going to getting into it uh i'd say go with that five to six inch range like that that's a good size um something that you can uh kind of control the depth of it too but my biggest thing about fishing a swim bait and being new to it it don't give up on the cast because how many fish i have had hit at my feet i and i'm not kidding you I'm talking right in six inches of water and go sideways at it. It's unreal. And I've caught so many of them. I caught two 20s this year because I reeled that thing all the way back. I didn't give up on the cast. And it it just, it takes, it blows my mind that it takes them that long to commit. To, to commit. And you're right. They see a goddamn giant right in front of them. They see a giant, like a person. They're like, and they just, they just commit and hit it. It's, it's on. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. That's sick. Ryan, what about you? What do you have to uh, address the masses with? Well, I mean, just for a beginner on the river in general, I think finding the right area to target first is, you know, half of the battle, like we talked about earlier. So 
as much as pressured as they are, dams are a good place to start. And, you know, everybody's piled up at the dam, but everybody doesn't walk downstream 100 miles. And the first hole after the dam or the first big turn or the first bridge are always a great spot. And and it's that time on the water is, is so corny as it sounds, man. That's just what you just got to put in the time. I do. And that's how you learn. And, and another thing is like some of my best catches throughout the years and especially this year are fishing when everybody else is going home because it's either raining, a big storm is coming in, or a big storm is is happening and people are like, well, I ain't going and fishing out in that shit. And I put my rain gear on and I gear up and I go out and when the pressure is dropping and you have that storm, that's when the freaking big fish bite. It's unreal. The high winds, the, you know, the, you get pissed off because you can't, you're, if you're in a kayak, especially, I mean, or not even in a <laughs> kayak, you're on the bank trying to throw, you know, across to, some current to bring it through that eddy and like just it, it's just not working you know um yeah you can't give up on it yeah man it uh <clears throat> I, I don't know like lake fish are super cool don't get me wrong i grew up doing that for for uh 20 years of my life but the last year of river fishing like i'm like oh my gosh like i think i'm a river rat at heart like it's just it's so much different i mean you hook you hook a 14-inch smallmouth in the river, and it's just full of piss and vinegar, dude. It does not fight like a lake fish at all. Yeah, I, I, I definitely love the river, man. I, I got buddies with boats, and like Dylan said, we go to St. Clair and Lake Erie. But if my buddy calls me and he wants to go to the lake and catch largemouth, I'm I'm going to the river and catching smallmouth. That's just that's my number one thing. I love it. I fish the river all year long. It's something about it. It's just so, uh, I mean, uh, it's surreal. It, it's unreal to have, you know, right, like all these people going to Sinclair and stuff, great fisheries. You know, we really don't have too many good lakes around here, but like right in our backyard, right under people's noses, man, is just, it just, you put the time in there. I mean, I got a lot of buddies that want to go out with me and I tell them, hey, I got another kayak, but I'm like, you're such an impatient, impatient bastard that you're probably, you're, you're not, you're not going to enjoy it. You're, you're not. But I said, if I can get you on that one bite or that one fish, dude, you're going to, you're going to die. You're going to be like, wow, in this river, I just, you know, in bought this fish and that was that fun. And it, you know, it's this big and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You definitely get hooked quick. Yeah, man, it's it's hard to shake too. Once, like you, like you guys said, you're turning down trips to, you you're like, oh, I'll, I'll fish the river. Like Saint, Saint, no, Saint Clair is cool, but I'll fish the river. Like it's just, it's so much fun. And once you, it's fun. Like when you're going out there in your first couple trips and you're kind of learning the fish. But once you're dialed and like you've gone three days in in a row and you know where these fish are sleeping and eating and it's just like, it's just a riot, dude. It is. It's some of the best fishing I've experienced. Yeah, it's definitely cool. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love going to St. Clair. Um, The thing is, like, I went there four times this year, and I know the the lake fish are different, and them goby eaters are fat and heavy. But I caught two 
21 and a half out of the river this year. I didn't catch one 21 and a half out of St. Clair and four. Which that's fucking unreal. Unreal. <laughs> yeah, man, that's, that's fucking crazy. It's, might not have been sync. a five and a half, six pounder, but it still had the I, same frame. It's got some big fish if you put the time in. And I just think it's a lot cooler saying, I caught this five pound, 22 inch smallmouth out of a river. Then, you know, yeah, I caught a six and a half pounder out of Lake Erie. Well, that's, that's cool. There's a lot of them there, but you find that river giant that everybody's looking for. It's just the sense of accomplishment is much greater. I feel like when you've been grinding and, and chasing that big fish forever on the river and it finally happens, it's fucking sweet. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's unreal. Like I went up, I caught last, uh, what was it? Last, uh, pre-spawn up at Lake Erie. I was fishing Putin Bay in my kayak and, uh, I was dragging. It was kind of funny. I was throwing a little 2.8 Kitek. I was in, this guy told me, he said, Hey man, fish in 11 to 13 foot of water. And he said, you know, throw whatever you like, something smaller. So I'm throwing a little Kitek and I'm letting this thing just sit on the bottom. One after another, I'm catching freaking drum. I'm getting pissed off. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> so drum. I start to, so I start to, and yeah, and it's getting my heart racing every damn time. And so I finally, I start to just let me, uh, I was drifting with the wind. And soon as I added any kind of movement into it, literally in that 12 to 13 foot I caught at my PB a five and a half pounder. It was 19 inches long. Uh, um, and then uh, next cast caught a four and a half. I mean, these were all the females staged right there. And uh, then I went up shallow. I said, hey, I got to get my jerkbait fixed. So I'm fishing in five foot of water, throwing a jerkbait, catching all these buck bass, all these little, uh, I mean, these males were still good fish. Yeah. Like nothing yeah. beats, nothing beats. All that was great and fun. But when I came home from that trip from Sinclair and I caught all those ones on the TK in the river and I'm just talking an hour and a half and I'm like, I was potentially could have caught five fish Ohio's. Like I caught three or four. It, nothing beats that so much more yeah. rewarding. Like Ryan said, you were hype. He was sending me all them pics and just, freaking stoked it's hard to and then believe. it was one it's, after another i'm like what the hell dude he's got another one and another one yeah damn dude um ryan what what's what's some of your i mean we'll start with ryan then we'll go back to dylan but he had kind of talked about his pb what what's uh like what's one of the craziest fish stories that you have whether it be in the lake or st Clair pb or whatever or maybe even a couple um, stories we can we can exchange some stories a couple stories here well I'll give you a couple out of the river. So, like I was saying, how an 18 fish Ohio and the and and 20s a giant here in the river. And I haven't seen anything over 20 until this year. This year, I ended up catching two 21 and a half and I think two other 21s. Like I said, this year was the year for big fish. It was insane. Yeah. And we have a lot of kayak tournaments on the river, and we didn't see anybody else catch any 21 and a half. So it was pretty yeah. freaking crazy. It blew my mind when I caught the first one. Um, so it was a pretty sweet year. But 
I think probably the coolest moment that I had in the last couple of years on the river was I got a buddy that has a podcast and uh, I fish with him a lot, does a tackle talk podcast. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, we were at this spot down kind of where Dylan fishes down South a little bit. We're, th- we're in a big fish spot and it was, uh, really late fall and all these fish start congregating into the deepest part of the river right before they moved to this deep winter hole and we were on a good top water bite we got there super early in the morning my buddy throws out a spook and starts walking it and i made a cast like two seconds after he did so i was throwing a rico a suave it's a labina's walking bait and this giant blows up on his bait he hooks up i'm still walking my bait and then another giant comes up smashes mine we're both reeling them in at the same time and they were both 20 and a quarter inch smallmouth they I'm came here. literally right right out of the water right next to each other so we doubled up on them 20s and took some sweet picks and let them go and we sat there in that same spot and caught like six more fish that were over 18 inches all in this little area like the size of the hood of your freaking car damn dude yeah, that was it's, it's so sweet when you find them stacked like that in late fall, hitting yeah. top water. We, uh, my buddy and I had had a spot like that, uh, same river but way downstream, probably like 20 miles downstream. And, uh, we walked probably about two miles and we're walking upstream, and there's like this little divot hole, like around, uh, it's on, it's actually on the inside of a river bend, and he casts it up there with a tube, catches one. And he catches like six fish back to back. I'm like, oh shit. So I cast my tube in there. We probably catch, I don't even know. Like, it's going to sound like I'm exaggerating, but we probably caught 20 fish out of there. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Then uh, he had a rod in his backpack. So he takes his rod out and uh, it's a popper. And dude, I could not tell you how many more fish we caught out of there. Like, we honestly, we have both agreed on that we caught at least 35, 40 fish out of this. Like, like you said, a spot that's the size of a car hood. Like, it was literally every single cast, and if if uh, you didn't catch a fish on that cast, it's probably because your uh, your your tube had fallen off the jig head. Like it was just so <laughs> automatic, it was ridiculous. That's sweet. Was that like a late fall bite too? Uh, no, dude. I want to say it was like July or August. Like I don't know why Damn. there were so many fish there. No big fish, but like it was just like constant yeah. action. I mean, I'm not gonna complain catching them upstream on uh like on a size 1000 stratic and like a 610 bluegill rod like that shit was so much fun no yeah, that's absolutely so fun shit. i mean i i haven't had a you know like a 35 fish day it's it that's kind of that's something that's hard and for me at least in our river to come by uh abundance of amount of fish you know yeah. but then again i'm not you know i might not be throwing the, the the smallest presentation so i'm kind of missing out on some fish uh yeah I had a day here in the fall. I caught 27 on the S waiver 168 in a matter of an hour. Wow. And the, guy next to me, the guy next to me left and he had a little like baseball pitch clicker and he had caught 67 in two and a half hours on a jerk bait. Like that day was lights out from this little floating dock. We were just taking turns casting. It was absolutely crazy. Yeah, that's sick. Dang. And 27 on a swim bait. I'd take the 27 yeah. over the. 60 on the jerk bait probably all day oh, absolutely because you don't know what you're getting into yeah that's yeah, it man. could be it's it for was, me it was i was fish uh it was i told ryan the story um why i mean 
he, it, it almost is like I'm lying, but I had a buddy there with me and, uh, we're fishing below a dam. You have two shoots coming down and they kind of funnel together and there's a giant just eddy right there. And I'm, he, we're fishing this current seam that's coming down and we're fishing. Actually, it's kind of weird. We talked about this. We're fishing down and bringing it up, up against mm. this current mm. seam. And, uh, he's throwing, uh, what was he throwing? Oh, the uh, dark, uh, dark sleeper, and yeah, he's yep. getting bit, and he's like getting pissed off because he's not hooking these fish, which then dark sleepers are fucking hard, man. And uh, he, uh, so I'm casting, we're casting. I mean, five feet uh, from each other, and I'm throwing that uh, little bass hard, and um, I'm reeling it back, and. Uh, I see a fish follow and I'm like, holy shit, there's a fish. He sees it. Well, he gets on the phone with his dad. And next thing you know, I cast right back out to it and it follows even closer. It goes between his legs. We're in the water. It literally goes between, it goes between Kyle's leg. And I'm like, Kyle, Kyle. And he's like, dad, I got to go. And (laughs) as soon as he gets off the phone, I cast five feet in front of me. And I'm like, dude, this thing's hitting it. As soon as it hits the water and I take one crank, I hook it and it gets off. And he's like, uh. what the, f-? he said, what the fuck just happened? And, uh, so we give it about 45 minutes. We're still, we're fishing around. I go back, uh, uh to the same spot and we're about to leave. I make a big long cast and I'm kind of, I'm giving it real, uh, real bumps. And dude, I set the hook and I'm like, I got it, Kyle. I have it pinned. This is the fish. Well, it jumps out of the water and it's instantly, he's like, it's a 20. I'm like, eh, that's for sure a 20 and as fat as can be. Well, it gets the water. Like we said, our river's been so low. I could see five foot visibility. This fish jumps, comes down. Next thing I know, I see it nose down with my bait digging on the Ooh. bottom of the sand. Yes, I've had and that we happen. See, we see it. Yeah. Not only that, we see it digging down and we see two tails split. And my buddy's yeah. like, my buddy's like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, I'm fighting. I'm like, I don't know, dude. I had two 20-inch smallmouth on the same one glide bait. Two hooks, nose down, digging. And I literally, one got off. He went to go get the net to net them both. One popped off. I ended up, I think the one that jumped hit it uh, was the one that got off because it was a fatter one. And um, the... uh, but still, the one I caught was pretty skinny, but it was still it was a twenty and a, a quarter or twenty and a half. At that story, he literally sat there in disbelief and was like, "I cannot believe I just watched two trophy fish nose down on one bait." Yeah, that's Dude, sick. that shit's crazy. I wonder if that that small mouth was trying to, you know, how they'll like go down and try to rub that against the bottom of the river to get it out of their face. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, he was just nose down, and I just couldn't believe it because it was there some shimmer on the water, and I was like, what in the world? And he's like, dude, that's two fish. That's two fish. And I'm just, I'm not getting no, I'm not getting no ground on this fish, both of these fish. Like, I can't move them. But they're close enough that we can walk right out and get it, you know, get them. And yeah, one popped off. I told Ryan, I said, man, I'll never forget that story, but I sure wish I could hold up to that would have been like uh, one hell of an epic catch on a swim day, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah.
damn, dude. That shit's crazy. I'm trying to think. I, I, the big one I had hooked, I, like, there was a point in time, like, a storm was rolling in, and I was casting up onto the spillway, like I was talking about earlier, and I had, I had, like, three fish, and, like, back-to-back-to-back cast. It was probably, like, four or five casts, actually, but I had two fish shake off, and those fish felt bigger than the one I caught, but the one I caught was, that was the big one I was telling you guys about before we started recording, like, super, super big four, if not low five, and, uh, that fish like didn't really fight much i was actually standing up on a rock so i got it in lipped it but later that night or later that evening i was casting into like this little slack little spillway like you guys know how dams like the doors like if they have them closed there's no water circulating through there yeah yeah i know what i'm talking about and so uh I, i catch a lot of fish casting up there like in that slack water and I hook one of these fish and it's like these these big chunk rock like probably foot two foot wide boulders and I hook this fish up towards the top of the water. It's probably like six foot deep. And I see my line just shoot fucking straight down. And like, I could feel this fish like boom, boom, boom. I could feel it like running into these rocks. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I know that they, I know obviously smallmouth dive down and stuff and like dig, but I've never had one like repeatedly like just smash itself into these rocks, getting this bait off. And like, I ended up catching that fish and it wasn't very big. It was like 15, 16 inches. And I'm like, like that was probably the hardest fighting smallmouth I hooked because it was just full of piss and vinegar. Dude, they'll they'll do that and try to get that bait out of their face. You know, another fish that does that is a freaking escape artist or them wipers. We got them wipers on the river too. Mm-hmm. I I wish yeah. we had those. So I heard bad. you talking about that on the last podcast, talking about you wish you had some stripers. We get a run of them hybrids up out of the Ohio river and they'll run yeah. up our river and man, they, they get pretty far until there's one dam that they definitely can't get past, but they got a good 20 mile free rain. And I've had plenty of them that I've caught. Like they'll just go down and dig. And the next thing you know, they're off. Yeah. Damn. dude. It's like they know how to rub up against something to get that bait out of their face. Yeah, I don't know if you guys are on Facebook, but uh, Alec Alec Weaker, he's a big musky guy by Minnesota. He just caught like a 14 and a half pound wiper uh, a couple days ago. Dude, my buddy sent me that. Yeah, was dude. it on Swimbait Universe? Yeah, yeah, he caught it on yeah. a trashy swimmer, and he caught like yeah. a 12 the week before, which was his PB, and then he just caught that like four high 14s a couple days ago, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I could not imagine like that thing, that is, thing a is literally. Yeah, that thing is literally like like a I, dude. I can't even. It's like a jet sled. Like that's the only thing I could accumulate that to is like a, a size of a jet sled. They're sweet. I got one on my Instagram that was twenty twenty eight inches or twenty seven or something like that. But it was close to ten pounds. That's about. We got a guy here that that's all he does. He's a river rat like we are, and he strictly wiper fishes all year long. So He's sick a beast. He catches about 20 over 10 pounds every year, but that's his bread and butter. And fish are fucking sweet. That shit's crazy. That I, I wish we had those so bad. Like, I, there, I know there's white bass in St. Clair, right? I think that's what's over there. Yeah, they have white bass. Yeah, that's what I thought. But, man, I would – like, just being able to go out there and catch, like, wiper, like, right now, like, this time of year, dude, oh, my gosh. I would never get the ice fishing stuff out if that was the case. Got to find a lake that they stock them in and go fish that dam below it. There's probably some biggins down there. Yeah, dude, I bet you there is. Um, 
what what are what's the gear you guys like to we'll we'll talk about we'll go through and talk about the swim bait gear first and then you can go through and talk about the uh the conventional gear you guys like to use too like rods and line and stuff reels yeah um yeah for my so swim bait wise honestly the one that has uh been the best for me this year um that i throw the um, I don't throw the TKs on it. I throw the bull shad, the uh, paperweight. Um, you can throw the taxi on it, the six inch. But that uh, River City, um, it's a. I think, hold on, let me grab it because I brought it in here to make. It's a this. It's a local guy. Well, he ain't local. He's from Indiana. Called King uh, uh, King Angler, and. Um, it's a six nine. It's a heavy. It is rated for an ounce and a half. I so I got this rod made for me um, because I wanted a frog rod, and I'm a short guy, so I wanted something that had some power that was a sh- uh, shorter. Yeah. Well, I ended up really. I I kind of didn't want to do the kayak tournament thing that much anymore. So I seen this or I had this rod, and I was like, you know what? I'll throw, I'll throw one of these on there. And I th- started with the bull shad, and I was like, wow, man, this thing's perfect. Then I put the River City on here, and this rod, man, is just, it's so, when I read these specs, it's just like, it, it, everyone would be like, what are you doing? What are you, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> throwing uh, a frog it's just, rod. Yeah, you're throwing a frog rod. But um, I throw, I got a Tutala, um, the SVTW, the 8 to 1, um, I think it's a 103 size it's got uh what i got on here 15 pound uh a brazex um cigar um on my other rod i have the dobbins uh what is it the uh 795 yeah the 795 i on that one i have a um uh zillion uh you got it ryan the hd um uh, how much line that's got that one the 120 handle or no 110 handle on it i love the handle um but what i what line do i have on that i throw um big game uh 17 pound and my other one is a um uh the guy from toxic baits uh caesar caesar yeah uh, yeah i got the uh i rod the swim sniper Okay. And yeah. um, I put on that when I have a uh, Cronarch um, MGL uh, one fifty. I think it's the it's the eight to one. So the HG. And I threw the uh, oh what is it the um, depths not the depths the DRT varial handle on it the ninety five size with the flat knobs. Um, yeah. I think on that one I have twenty pound uh, a Brazex. Man, I a Brazex is fluorocarbon wise. I mean, man, it's worth it. I mean, I, I should have retied this this River City bait a thousand times, and I haven't. I'm an idiot, but it's <laughs> it's, it's 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 work for me. Um, conventional wise, um, I really throw uh, my bait. Uh, I like the Bass Mojo. I mean, it's gr- a great rod for the price. Um, I throw the glass one for my crankbaits. And then the, for my bottom baits, is, you cannot beat it. The NR, uh, NRX uh, the Ned Rig rod. 
um, it's spinning. And I have a Vanford on that. Oh, so, that's yeah, nice. But, yeah. Juicy combo. Yeah. Ryan, you got, what are you talking about? You got juicy. You got the juicy <laughs> combos. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. I, I haven't spent a lot. So I, I got a bunch of money on all my conventional gear and my spinning gear. But for my swim baits, I, the first rod I got was that Dobbin 795. I still throw that a lot and got a Corrado 200 on that. And my other combo that I've been throwing a lot might sound kind of weird, but it's a Dobbins 736 CB glass. My buddy let me borrow it, and it's super moderate. And and I, dude, when I hook fish on that, they don't come off. Damn. I got that die. Yeah, I, I don't. I've heard other guys throwing like real moderate crankbait glass rods before. Not a lot of my. Right. Swim baits are all treble hooks, so yeah. it's done me well. I got a huh. zillion TWHD 1000 that I got off Digitaka at 8 to 1. And then I've been throwing, I got a bunch of that Daiwa Samurai for yeah. I got a steal on a bunch of that for like 50% off. So that's what I've been throwing this year. Damn. Okay, I like the, I like the crankbait idea because I mean, the, it's loading up, loading up those small troubles in a fish's face. Like I mean, it would work for a swim bait, especially a little bit smaller stuff, like nothing probably over seven inches or anything too heavy. But like river fishing with a shorter rod is like so clutch. Like I don't know, it's just a lot easier to to swing around like a seven three or a six ten than it is like an eight foot rod, especially like if it's like combat fishing type stuff like trees and shit around you that's kind of why when i was throwing that 795 round a lot i'm like man this this damn rod's just too big for what we do here and and i'm on that kayak sometimes and i just felt like it was too big and my buddy let me borrow that 736 glass and i fell in love with it now i am in the market for a new small swim bait rod and i've been eyeballing a couple and i kind of think i want to try that the lightest leviathan that you guys have been talking about that finesse rod oh my gosh is it dope dude because i'm about to buy one when we're done talking if it's in stock (laughs) i I wish i wish i had one i have not gotten one i played with one at the gathering and uh everybody talks about like oh it's so light it's so light i'm like yeah whatever it's uh eric eric told me the backstory behind it i don't remember if it was on the podcast or not but when he first started, like when he first started making rods, it was only conventional stuff, and it was a frog rod blank. And this guy was like, "Oh, it's yeah, it was like a pro or something like that." Or his buddies, like, it's a little too light for my frogs. He's like, "But this would be like a super sick uh, smaller swim bait rod blank." And this was like years ago. And Eric said he tucked that away. And I want to say during COVID is when he kind of started like tying that rod up. And I mean, that was the rod that uh, Alec guy caught that wiper on. There's, I mean. Uh, Mark from Homeless Fisherman uses it for everything. He he goes out and he'll fish uh he'll fish the uh Nico rig on it, he'll fish the weight weightless uh mushy bug from uh, G Crack. Like he does everything with that rod. Damn, he throws everything on it then, huh? Yeah, dude, yeah, it's it's crazy. I'm definitely gonna hey. have to check that out. 
I got a buddy that just uh, bought one. He just bought the yeah the uh, finesse one. I the only reason I I mean I know Kyle can't say it, but I'm wondering when that one comes out. You know, it's probably like summertime because yeah. I mean that's that rod is just that's uh, a beautiful rod and uh, really the finesse um, one's in stock right now on the site. Yeah. Is no, it? that's what I'm saying. I know that one. That and then, one's in stock, and it's like I mean, I'm like, man, do I want to wait for Kyle's? Because that's going to be the same rod, right? It's the same yeah. thing. It's the, the finesse, same but it's going to be. Is that what yeah. you're talking about? The throwback collab. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the and same that's a, rod. Is that built on the same blank? Yeah. Yeah, same yeah, blank. yeah. And it's uh, it's tan. It's not the black. It's tan and got the white DRT spiral grips. Yeah, I they're think I saw it. that on Instagram. It does look fucking sick. Yeah, because they're doing it because his, the new, uh, that Woody that he has coming out, which, by the way, I mean, that's absolutely that thing. I, I've bugged him probably once a week about that thing because <laughs> I just, it's, it's, I mean, it's, I want the, the one he, the prototype he was throwing, just the bare wood and that, yeah. that chartreuse or that yellow tail. And I mean, I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, that's going to destroy smallmouth. It's the perfect size for what we do. Yeah, it's one ounce. I mean, it's one ounce. It's like, uh, it's, uh, it's unreal. A bait you guys should check out, I don't, maybe you guys have, is the Gracely Bait Finesse Gill. I don't know if you guys have seen his bait. He's a California guy, but. I mean, I the first time I went out with it, I'll send you guys a picture of the smallmouth. It was probably all of a 20, 21-inch smallmouth first fish I caught with it, first cast. Damn. I've, se- I've seen that. I have s- seen that. It's just always with with gill patterns. It's always uh, kind of hesitant with it, you know, because— It's a really small profile, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. Yeah, it's like four inches. It might not even be four. It might only be like three and three-quarter. Wasn't like uh, Matt Strykel throwing them Gracely baits yeah. around for a while. I think he had a. It, yeah. I was kind of intrigued when I saw that video too. Yeah, Mike Matt fishes a lot. Matt, uh, af- actually, after that video, Kyle hit him up, and they're like, "Oh, let's collab on a color, and we'll drop it since you liked it so much." So I think Matt used that black and blue one in that video, and he caught that super super long, like just skinny big head six. And uh, and yeah, they ended up dropping uh, colorway format. Yeah, that's such a sick bait, dude. Sweet. I and like that, has, dude. Yeah, he has the glide. He has the uh, the three piece swimmer, and then he's coming out with the big, the six and a half inch uh, glide, which is obviously a little bit geared towards uh, the largemouth guys. But that'll be a kick ass bait too. One uh, one yeah. thing one thing we didn't touch on that we can just touch on and gloss over real quick. Do you guys have a preference in the color of the swim baits you fish? Like bone is like home run for me every time, but I just was curious to see what you guys had to say. Yeah, but um, bone is definitely. I mean, I've just with um, with the uh, bull shad in the river uh, city. Uh, it's been such a good producer for me. Um, just consistently, I just you know confidence in it. Um, but the TK, I have had uh, that. What 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 do we call it? Which one is it? The full moon, or yeah, the full moon or new Whichever, moon? I think yeah. it's a, yeah, it's a whatever. That um, well, I just had a buddy though. I'm kind of excited for this. Is uh, he took one of my um, six inch uh, the taxi shad and he painted it hot pink. 
And I don't know if you guys follow a guy from Canada. His name's Oliver. Oliver something. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, guy, that guy, for one, I mean, I don't know where the fuck he fishes, but Jesus, (laughs) man. I mean, that, uh, it, we're, it's unreal. And he, he had a, I think it was a Gancraft or, yeah, it was a Gancraft. He had a hot pink one. And I seen him just, you know, there was like several posts, him smashing big small mouth on it. So I had a buddy paint this one and I'm, I'm really eager to uh, throw that one. Yeah, I'll be curious to see what happens with that. It would be pretty sweet. Small mouth and pink, man. That's just a thing. Everybody likes throwing that pink. They like it for some reason. I'm stuck with the bone and the natural shad patterns because what's kind of weird is we got shad in our river, but we don't have a bunch of shad in our river. We're, we got a lot of shiners these things everybody calls mullets and you know it's just whatever's more natural i seem to gravitate towards but that bone since our water's so stained a lot of times that bone just glows yeah dude Mm -hmm. it like it just it's like a highlighter down there i swear yeah it's definitely uh one of my go-to's yeah that and just a natural shad pattern i haven't tried anything off the wall crazy yet Right. Kind of curious to see how that pink one will do when Dylan gets it. Yeah, I got, I got the T. No, my bad, man. No, you. I got the, uh, I got one of the TKs, the uh, Toxic Gill one. Oh yeah. And uh, I tried to uh, throw that. I kind of just didn't give that enough time. Um, But I know that color right there. Really, more or less, I think the the chartreuse in it is what's gonna get that uh our small mouth to bite i mean that tail alone is just going to catch their attention yeah dude um i actually i'll send you guys the picture i've caught two smallmouth on a pink 250 up at home and uh that, that was pretty crazy depths 250 that's badass damn yeah, that's pretty crazy because i remember you saying in a podcast that was like one of the first ones you got the 250 right the pink one yeah that was yeah first 250 and i want to say that was like the first fish i caught on it too catching a smallie on a 250 in general is just freaking sick such a big bait it was crazy (laughs) um but uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on while we were here man Mm -hmm. Not that I can think of really off the top of my head. I mean, we hit we hit a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think uh, people definitely learned something from this. And I think, uh, I mean, if you guys are down, whether it's like later in the summer, like September or October, we should get back together and we should do like a little recap episode of how your guys oh, see absolutely, abs- Absolutely, yeah, because I'm like, you know, I – I like it. I really appreciate you having us on here. I mean, it's it's awesome because I'm a I'm a nobody. You know, I'm like in this swim bait stuff. These people that you have on are just, I mean, I I look at their stuff because some of them I don't know their names, and I look at their profile and I'm like, holy shit! You right, know, yeah. like look at these look at these hammers, and it's like, but it's cool though because like I told you, I am. This is um. I would say I'm a good smallmouth fisherman all around, but this is like my first year really going hard. Actually, from honestly post spawn, 
um, to now. So like, I really can't wait to see where now I'm getting into these because I was strictly, like I said, I was throwing like three glide baits and that's it. Now I get to try these out in our river. I tell you what, I think it's, it's going to be fun. I'm going to be able to throw some of this crazy shit that is going to get bit. Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely have to cool. do a recap. And see oh, yeah. how the year goes. Like Dylan said, man, I'm pretty humbled to be on here. Like he said, we're nobody. Maybe here in Ohio people know who we are, but <laughs> it's pretty cool. Hell yeah, man. I mean, there's I off the top of my head, I can't think of many, many rivers river swim bait guys out there as far as like smallmouth targeting like small water rivers like obviously there's guys fishing oh. mississippi and guys down in kentucky like fishing the rivers and stuff but right right like there's i i really don't know many guys doing it in in like the midwest and i want to say dylan i found your page uh phil had shared your your taxi chad and i want to say i pressed him like oh this guy this guy catches river smallmouth and so i followed you and hit you up and you're like, oh yeah, I just started, but my boy Ryan over here is yeah, doing yeah. it for a long time. Let's do it. Let's do it like a round well, table. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. I knew I was like, you know what? I was like, I gotta get Ryan in here because I'm thinking of like I'm sitting here like I've caught some good fish on a swim bait. And but then again, Ryan knows so much. He he can like I knew that this podcast would be more about just swim bait. Right, know yeah. so much about this stuff and he's the only other guy really that i know that is like he went out and threw swim baits all day and produced off of it you know they're because i mean honestly i is just no one around us and it's a good thing i mean i i love it that we're the only uh few that do it like i said people just don't have the patience for it and um yeah, right. it's 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 cool. And we by the way, we have this so there's a guy out of Indiana. He does you'll have to check it out because he can play in this, right? Ryan, he can play in uh there's a uh, thing called Smalley uh Smalley games. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. um have you ever heard of it? Uh is that like do the Smalley podcast guys talk about it at all? Yeah, yeah. so so the guy the Cheegan, uh okay. He caught the gold small mouth. Yeah, okay, so I was going to touch on that. That's only like 35 minutes away from me, and that river, from what I've heard, has so many pisser smallmouth in it, like so many numbers but not any big ones, whereas everybody says the river I'm in has a lot of big ones but not nearly as many. And after I caught those however many on the S-Waver 168 in the fall, I'm like, I want to go over to the river he was fishing and catch all those fish because that would be a riot. Yeah, them boys fish up there a lot, actually. And and like he was talking about, so Josh started that company, Achigan, and their brand logo is the official brand of smallmouth bass. Yeah, and it's sick. pretty dope. Just some local guys like we are that started up a clothing company, and it's based all 100% on smallmouth bass fishing. They have this big thing about, the quest for 23 which is trying to catch a 23 inch smallmouth out of a river but uh yeah. they started that smallie games yeah you'll have to get into that it's pretty yeah. dope it's it's I, a I, sweet I, concept man it kind of reminds me of like what you were talking about the other night with the with the little secret thing that you've been working on oh yeah yeah 
it's it's kind of cool and interesting like that, and it's like something that nobody's ever done before. And a kind of a tournament style, fun, interactive like board game that you can play while you're catching smallmouth. It's pretty fucking sweet. And they're gonna this year is gonna be the second year that they've ever done it. Okay. Last year, I think we had about 120 people that entered the game last year, and yeah, uh, and th- from all over the U.S., right? Yeah, these yeah. are people that are fishing fucking Champlain, Saint Clair, uh, people up in New York, and I completed that game before any of those guys that I was the first guy to complete it, only catching smallmouth out of our river. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it kind of yeah, blew yeah. my mind too. <laughs> Dude, I'm looking at the numbers. So last year, so the Smalley game 2022, there was 15,189 total inches of smallmouth submitted. Holy shit. Yeah, dude, they're on to something. It's fucking sweet. And they're good guys. I didn't even, I didn't, yeah, I didn't even join it. I, uh, I was, you know what I mean? I was late to the game and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to do it this year. I'm definitely going to do it from here on out because Ryan, how many people were, um, what did, what did they call it? Bronze Uh, master. Bronze master. How many were there? So there was 12 people out of the, I think, well, he's looking right now. I think it was around 120 people that got in it maybe. Uh, this one says 85 number okay. of total anglers played. Yeah, so 85 people played, and, and there was only 10? Ten ten? Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty yeah, cool. Two of, those, mean, two of those were our home from our waters. What's, right? the, what's yeah. the bronze master? What is that? What is that? like? So that's when you, you complete the whole board game. Okay. And, and what you were doing was catching fish from 17 – inches obviously up to as big as you can catch they just said 23 because yeah 23 is hard to catch and you every fish that you catch you get a game piece which was a one of them sweet ass stickers that they made and you stuck that on the board and when you had the whole board completed covered up and they also had like these wild card challenges that was cool as fuck that That were like cool cool little things that you had to do to complete the challenge to get the sticker to cover the three wild card challenges. And once you covered that whole board, you became what they called a bronze master. And they're making t-shirts for all of us. They're going to say 2022 bronze master and all kinds of shit. It's, it's just really cool. Yeah. Like one of the challenges. Yeah. One of the challenges was super cool. It was like, you had to catch like, one was you had to catch a night fish, and then the other one was like you had to catch a fish on a seven inch bait. They or didn't bigger. say it had to be a glide bait. They just it just had to be like didn't know did it have to be a swim bait? Did they say no? Or was it catch a fish, fish a smallmouth on a bait seven inches or bigger? Seven inch. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No shit, yeah. dude. Yeah, sixty two total twenty inch smallmouth submitted. That's crazy. Yeah, it's fucking sweet. That's badass. Yeah, if you guys um, are listening and you want to hear, like, this is their stuff is just like smallmouth knowledge. It's not necessarily geared towards swim baits or anything. But the Smalley Talk podcast, I will, I'll put that in the description for you guys because I had listened to it. I, I mean, I had heard about it when they caught that gold, that gold or whatever color you want to call it, that smallmouth. Yeah. Like, 
And then I was like, oh, shit, are these guys local to me? And then I'm like, oh, no, they're not. But I was like, they'd fish up here, and then I started listening to their podcast, and I, I had really liked it a lot. It was a good good show. Yeah, they clown a lot, too. They're they're funny dudes. <laughs> yeah. Um, What are your guys' uh, socials? Shout out your socials so people can find you and shoot you questions in the DMs if they have any for you guys. Uh, uh, mine's uh, Midwest River Rat, all one word. Uh, that's And that's it. Perfect. Ryan, how about yourself? Uh, my Instagram is ryandoll82. Oh, that's yeah. my guys, Instagram. And You guys do. Sorry, yeah, I meant to say Instagram. I meant to say, yeah. That's, uh, no, I don't. Yeah, YouTube, no, man. I, it's, hey, I, you know, I have a GoPro, and I've always, like, man, I take that, I take that piece, that paperweight piece of shit with me every time I go out to fish. <laughs> And I swear it sits in the back of my my crate in my kayak because I always want to throw it on, but I just get into my world out there and I don't give a shit because I've always been trying to make more content because I bought a really good camera like Ryan, you know, Ryan takes great photos like I used to do that and I got away from it and I finally bought I bought me in a Sony a7r2 it's oh, shit, uh dude. yeah it's <laughs> i buy it's an it's an old camera it's like a 2015 but it's but a 42 megapixel yeah it's a it's a good uh good uh uh photography camera not good for videos and i got a drone and stuff man i just i really this year i want to get out and kind of just create more content like it's uh i don't want to i'm a big guy like i don't want to expose my river I won't expose my river. Um, nothing against people that do. It's just me. I won't do that. Doesn't mean I can't make some like you know good photos or content. You know without cast the catches that. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't do the YouTube thing either. Everybody's always asking me, man, why don't you have a YouTube channel? And I, I struggle with that whole, you know exposing where you fish or or stuff like that and like the guys that you had on the podcast last week that we're talking about struggling making content and it's just i, it's, I just it's, i don't know yeah it's like it's hard to you're going out there and either you're going to focus on fishing you're going to focus on recording with that damn camera and cutting it every time you catch a fish or <laughs> make right. jam lined up in the good spot and all that shit trying not to show where it because it's it's a small you know everybody around here knows everybody and if they watch say we go out and we shoot a video and the next thing you know you come back and then there's nine people yeah and he's not kidding i mean it's a this river <laughs> this there's floats that we that i have done for the last you know three years that um when I started three years ago, there wasn't a soul. You, you, I mean, it was, you might've seen some old timer float down and he wasn't even fishing. Um, but now it's like, I mean, you are going, you're nervous on our river to go around a bend. If you're not the first one on the water. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's that bad. I mean, me and Ryan, we run into each other a lot of times out there, which obviously, I'm not saying I, I want everyone to come out and fish. I'm not against people, you know, doing that. It just, it blows my mind that uh, it's just how big it is. But COVID, man, fishing, the fishing industry just took off. 
Yeah, yeah, dude, that's for sure. I mean, it's it's fucking crazy. But uh, what you guys have any companies that you want to shout out or anything like that before we close her down? Well, uh, man, I, we don't really. I don't personally sponsored by any companies or anything, but I kind of work with that Achigan brand a lot, and I support them and. Right. That's a really kick-ass company. If you're into smallmouth bass fishing, you should check them out. It's a Cheegan brand on Instagram. Also, the same guys that have the Smalley Talk podcast. And yeah, yeah, I'll put all it's, that. Uh, they make, they make, yeah, they make just. I mean, is, I have one of my. I got that. Which one is that? I got the uh, a Cheegan hat that's got a small mouth on it, and it's got these beautiful, just like. Uh, I don't know, like orange, and you know which one I'm talking about, Ryan. Yes, I, I, I fucking love it, man. It's unreal. They really do, and it's like he said. I mean, it's geared straight towards smallmouth, the coolest shit. Um, you know, yeah. But I'm, I'm not sponsored by anyone. The only thing I'd, someone that since what got me on here and got us on here is the river uh river uh city uh swim baits man that guy uh yeah in baits i it, it's on it's unreal uh he's uh killer good dude generous guy yep oh, man is he local to you guys or anything no where no. uh where is he you know i was just looking earlier i wish i could tell you burnout <laughs> problems yeah, but i tell yeah. you what i lost a swim bait in a car wreck, I had this guy total my car on the river. D- drunk driver hit my car. My tackle went oh, flying. Dude. Broke three NRXs, snapped them in half. Broke a P5, snapped it in half. I oh couldn't find God. half my tackle. He saw oh, that, shit. and he sent me a new River City, a handwritten note and everything. It's just pretty cool when somebody does something like that. You know what I mean? That is so sick, dude. <clears throat> That's so awesome. Yeah, when yeah. people do yeah. stuff like that, it's like, wow. Like, like these guys, like, care about the people who are buying their stuff. Like, these guys are, like, they, I don't know. There's a lot of guys out there that will watch out for you, that's for sure. And that's so cool to see. Yeah, it's like, I want to spend my money with people like that. And how many people that I've turned on to that company because of something like that? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 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 Just it's- paying it back that way exactly that yeah i mean he's i got a buddy the buddy that seen me catch those have those two 20s hooked he's like what do i gotta do to get one what do i gotta do and i'm like i'll order one for you and he's actually he's not making uh this one right now he's kind of redesigning it and uh he i bought his new one though he had it he actually it was in the uh um what is it? The swim bait culture. You know how they do all their yeah, lot giveaway. Yeah, he yeah, had yeah. his river. He had his new one. It's I. I um, uh, it's a seven and a half inch. Uh, was it two and a half ounces? Yeah, shag light. It's a, it's a bigger, um, way taller profile, fatter, but still, man, it's it it's same build as this one. So that bait, man, it just moves. I'm. I like to tell people it's dummy proof. It is. It's yeah. dummy proof. It's unreal. Like how you fish the S waiver. I give you mad props because I fucking just, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to go to school with that thing and try to learn yeah. how to use it. This thing, man, you, you want to slow roll it. You want to, I mean, it just does whatever you want effortlessly. 
Richmond, oh, Virginia. Yeah. That's where he's out of. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. No we should not. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Right. Huh. That's sick. That's sick. But alrighty, guys. We've been we've been going for a little bit. Two hours. This is the longest show I think that's been posted in a little while. But this thing's jam packed full full of good stuff. And I think uh, anybody. I mean, there's there's been a lot of guys who've messaged me and kind of tried to pick my brain a little bit and. My river knowledge is is very very not vast, quite the opposite, and uh, I have a very shallow pool of thoughts behind River Smallmouth. But you guys definitely came on here and dropped some knowledge, and I think a lot of people are going to be able to take that and uh, hopefully hopefully go stick a lot of fish on some on some swim baits. I think that'd be super badass. So if you guys learned anything and go out and catch some fish, tag these two guys and tag me in it, or shoot us shoot us a message and and tell us what you guys did to catch those fish. But Mr. Ryan and Mr. Dylan, I appreciate you guys coming on episode 64 tonight. Like I said, I will uh, I'll put your guys' Instagrams in the description below. Um, I want to no, say man. everything. Yeah. yeah, definitely appreciate you for having us on here, man. That's cool. I literally was like, you know, I was a little, uh, in shock, you know, and I was like, I was telling my uh, girlfriend and buddies at work, I'm like, yeah, I got to do, I got to do this podcast tonight. And they're like, they're literally like, you got to tell us, you got to tell us what that is. I was like, yeah, I'll send it to you. And they're, you know, they're going to get on there. going to be like, you're such a nerd. You're you listening to you just sitting there going at that. My girlfriend was like, can I, can I come in and eavesdrop on you? You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. I was cracking me up, man. But yeah, man, re- yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely appreciate you having me on, man. Thanks, Dylan, for, you know having me on as well i appreciate no it problem, man I, hey i couldn't have done this without you he would have been this would have been a 32 minute podcast if it was yeah. me. i'd have been like i would have been like uh I'm all out of stuff. i would have told him i would have told him something and then he would have been we'd have been done with the questions so quick <laughs> so, oh, man, that's yeah. funny like and i like that, i said we'll do we'll do one and one towards uh late late summer early fall too and do a recap for sure yeah, right, that'll right. be dope. Definitely. Heck yeah, man. But uh, like always, like I said, I'll leave these guys' Instagrams in the description flow, description below so you guys can go follow them. Make sure you guys follow the podcast if you don't already. I'm sure you guys probably do. Scales and Tails underscore podcast as always. Also, wow, this is going to be like two weeks until you guys hear this. So uh, make sure you guys check out the February sticker. That's, uh, that'll be dropping when you guys hear this. It'll be Yeah, I got to get your dropping. stickers. Super, super sick design. Um, Wu Tang, Wu Tang themed design with us. Swimbait scrutiny. I, you guys might be hearing it before it actually drops. I don't know. No, they'll be here by then. But anyway, also check out the Patreon. Um, if you guys want to do the monthly subscription for the stickers, it's five dollars, so it's technically a dollar cheaper, and it auto renews, so you automatically get signed back up, and you don't have to worry about beating the beating the crowds to the scales and tails site to get in on the giveaway. Um, Patreon is just scales and tails podcast. You got the five dollar. For the subscription, then you can do ten dollars and you get a bunch of behind the scenes stuff. You get uh you get eyes on this big project I've been working on for the past couple weeks that not many people know about. Other than that, I think oh, uh rate the podcast on your listening platform. Five stars would be super appreciated. Last time I checked, we had sixty at four point four point nine ratings on Spotify, which is freaking crazy because during Christmas I was at like forty three, so that's pretty badass. But other than that, guys, I think that is about it. I hope you guys pulled some fucking awesome knowledge from this show because it was 
super badass show. And I mean, I, I even learned some ideas that I hadn't thought about before. So I want to thank Mr. Dylan and Mr. Ryan for coming on. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and I will talk to you guys next time. See you guys. Thanks, man.